Miss my rift us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the VR Download, a weekly show recorded live in the Upload Virtual Studios, where we bring you the latest news, reviews, comments, and interviews from the VR industry. I'm Kyle, Operations Manager at Upload, and uh, let's start over here. Jamie, introduce yourself, please. Hello, I'm Jamie, Senior Editor. I remember my name this week. Good. That's good. All right, and over here to my left. I'm Tatiana. Tatiana. I'm the digital marketing manager. Woo-hoo. I remembered my title this time. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I did too. That's good <laughs> stuff. David. I'm David, also a senior editor. Yeah, awesome. Good stuff. So we are here to talk about the holiday showcase special that we just showed just a little bit ago. Uh, did everybody watch it? I mean, I know I did. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I was watching. David? I actually casted it to my TV in my living room. I uh, had the full experience. Very nice. Very nice. Gee, David, what, what did you think about the whole thing in general? Uh, I thought it went great. Um, it obviously was not as many big announcements as our E3 showcase. And that was, you know, I think people expected that just because it didn't have the, oh, there he is. It didn't have the, you know, E3 hype around it. So, you know, there wasn't, you know, as much incentive for developers to announce big things. Um, But we did have some cool reveals. We had a lot of great gameplay, a lot of games that people weren't aware of, even if they were already announced, games that people just hadn't heard of yet, hadn't seen. Um, The chat was super positive and it went really well. I was I was really happy with it. Absolutely. Jamie, what do you think overall about the uh, holiday showcase? Yeah, I think it went uh, really well. Like David was saying, like the whole thing was this one was a bit of a risk for us because we didn't have the uh, E3 uh, hype to back it up. But um, I think, you know, developers really came out in force to support us again, which was, uh, I think, meant a lot to us as a team. Um, And I think some of the stuff, I think my favorite reveals of this one are probably even bigger than my favorite reveals of e3 i mean my my favorite reveal of the show is the one we did last which is the uh ghost giant which might still be my favorite vr game of the year is coming to oculus quest um and that really really excites me and i you know like just so thank you so much Zoink games if you're out there listening somehow um for uh for trusting us with that announcement and um and giving us that trailer because that's a really really big announcement and yeah and uh also full credit to xena who uh unfortunately can't be with us today but might be with us on a uh, podcast in the future. She, it's it's all her. It's all all her editing, all her graphics. She did an incredible job putting this thing together. Um, so yeah, I think you know, thumbs up all around. Absolutely, very very good job to the team that put this together. I'm pretty excited at uh, this offering to the community and the industry at large that we can bring you uh, that upload can bring you these showcases where developers can say, Hey, here's something to be excited about and us bundling it all together and give you one big showcase like that. That's uh, I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, David, what did you think? Yeah, go ahead, Jamie. I was going to ask what, what was everyone's favorite reveal from, from what they saw? I mean, I assume Carl, you saw it first time. What, what stood out to you? Oh man, um, you know a, a giant green talking sausage uh, is <laughs> that's that's pretty amazing. Um, Quite a you know, thing. That, that game mean, is just. You mean to tell me that wasn't Mr. Hanky? It wasn't Mr. Hanky, and it wasn't Pickle Rick. No, oh. it was oh, sausage okay. Rick. It was yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see. know. 
that was uh, that was for uh, H three VR, right? Hot dogs, horseshoes, hand grenades, VR. Yeah, right. Um, is it is it hot dogs, horseshoes, and hand grenades, or is it? What I remember is that hot dogs is first. Okay. It, yeah. It's yeah, it's hot dogs, horseshoes, and hand grenades. There you go. And shout okay. out to Anton, uh, developer of that. Thank you so much again for trusting us with uh, your update reveals. Um, yeah, thanks a lot. Yes, very, very cool. Very cool. Um, I don't know. Uh, Tatiana, what was your favorite out of the whole thing? What did you find really intriguing? Um, well, you know, I love First Contact, so Solaris is going to be amazing, I'm sure. So I'm really excited for that. Um, and Eclipse looked really cool. Like, the art style oh, cool. and the the darkness of it and the mystery. It, I don't know. It has, like, a lot of elements from other things I like. And I'm really intrigued by it. Yeah, Tatiana, one, one of the games that you also really like from this year is uh, Fuji, right? Uh, yeah, really oh, cool. I love Fuji. I, yeah. yeah, Fuji's great. Um, so, I mean, the fact that it's going to be on more platforms is just huge. Yeah, we announced that's coming to PSVR, which is really, really cool. I, I think my big takeaway is that there are, you know, in, in previous uh, announcements and showcases and things like that, it's like, oh, that's a great game. I wish it was on Quest. I, I wish this game was coming on Quest, and sometimes it's, oh, coming soon or, oh, maybe down the road, but having a Quest version. And so this showcase showed me that a lot of developers are taking the Quest seriously and really putting yeah. a lot of effort into making Quest versions of the game. I mean, David, what do you think about all the Quest stuff? Yeah, I think that's that's uh, spot on. And um, for, for me, I think some of these games that weren't on Quest initially... I would imagine they were developed with the intention of porting to Quest eventually. Mm. Some of them, I feel like, um, you can almost you can almost tell that a game looks like if a game came out on a PC VR headset and it's already super optimized and it just like plays well and is designed well and it feels like you want to get up and move around. That's probably a game that was designed with Quest in mind originally. And I think a lot of the games in the showcase were like that. A game like, uh, a game like Ghost Giant, you know, I feel like it, it it was good on PSVR, but a game like that's going to be even better on Quest when you can move. Yeah, around like more. not having like the tracking issues will be really really yeah. good, and yeah, just the freedom. Well, like you'll be able to walk around the set. Nah. Uh, we'll be able to walk around the sets more. <laughs> yeah, um, which will be really really cool. Like I mean, and I as think much as I for love that PSVR, game very... in particular in Ghost Giant, one thing I hate about PSVR the most is. The not only does the camera have like a limited tracking, you know, power, but the field of view of the lenses is so small that even if the camera is right there, if I put my head down too low, it loses tracking. Yeah. Mm. Or, if I, or if I go up too high, and so it just it's frustrating to play a game like Ghost Giant where I want to look and lean around, and then I'm constantly losing the tracking. So I mean, for uh, that 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 one in particular on Quest is going to be cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, a lot of uh, cool Quest announcements. Sorry, what were you saying? No, no, Jamie, I was just going to ask, um, you know, in this industry and in our chat during the showcase, you know, a lot of people are really big on PSVR. Some people are like, bleh, you know, what, what's your take on the announcements for PSVR exclusives versus things that are on all platforms? Yeah, that's an interesting question because um, PSVR is at this really interesting time where, we don't really know what next year holds for it so much because obviously the PlayStation 5 is coming and we don't know what the VR uh, marketing plan is going to look like in the next year for that. And so we don't, uh, we don't necessarily know if next year Sony, Sony itself is going to pass Iron Man VR, have like a really massive big AAA game, right? That might, that might end up being the last really big AAA game on PSVR, for example. Um, 
so I feel like now is a great time for PSVR developers to start kind of like filling in that blanks. And I think you saw that with Fuji. There are other games in the showcase. We know that, uh, we know Pistol Whip will be on PSVR at some point next year, for example. Uh, we got Eclipse is one of the games confirmed coming to PSVR. So a lot of really, really great indie content um, coming from that side right now. And, and, you know, that's great because at the end of the day, PSVR has always been playing catch up with that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, the other thing that I found very intriguing is that we had two titles that were playing around with the concept of uh, third person, first person, uh, both at the same time. And and that's something that, um, you know, if you played any like the God games, uh, you know, yeah. black and white or, you know, maybe even Spore or something like that, you know, you can move your characters around, but they're not really interacting with you. And I, and I found that really intriguing that there were games that you interacted with the third person. I mean, that's yep. it, uh, David, did you, what'd you think about like the Alice in Wonderland game? I thought that one, that one looked uh, really unique. Um, you know, a lot of people in the chat were comparing it to something like Moss, but you know, a game like Moss, you have direct control of that third person character using like thumbsticks and stuff. But this Alice in Wonderland game, it looks more like, um, you know, you are your own entity that is interacting with another character in a, in inside of this other storybook type world. And so I think that uh, makes it interesting because I always, for me in VR, one of the things that trips me up a lot is whenever I'm playing a game that's a third person VR game like Kronos and my point of view is not the character I'm controlling. And that always... I, I hate that because it just takes me out of the experience when I know my thumbsticks are controlling someone that isn't me, but my point of view is not the person I'm controlling. To me, that just makes it weird. I like having some type of agency or explanation for my role in the VR universe. That's why a game like Moss was nice because it acknowledged that you're a separate character from Quill. Mm. Um, so I like stuff that does that well. And then Fisherman's Tale, that... I mean that one just completely reverses the whole thing and put it makes it more of a mind screw experience. So that one's yeah, really yeah. Cool Fisherman's Tale was 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 really interesting uh, to be able to switch back and forth. And I think that's you know to your point, I like to be able to be the character that I'm controlling. I think that's right. really important. Um, Tatiana, do we have any uh, comments? Uh, just some you know, uh, Bart is saying that you know the quest has got a lot of great stuff. Same thing with Paradise K saying that you know that the quest library hopefully will expand. Uh, Greg's VR has joined. Asked how much they missed. Uh, you didn't miss too much. We're just talking about the holiday showcase. Which if you guys did miss the holiday showcase, it is uploaded to our YouTube channel and you can get caught up. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Jamie, what do you think? What what what? What should we talk about next? What, what other games uh, were part of the showcase that really stuck out? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'm like David was just talking about uh, Down the Rabbit Hole, which I think is really interesting. I, I love the way it's playing with different perspectives. I know we will have different opinions on, you know, how, how we want to feel like a character in VR, but I definitely think that's one of the more um, interesting ones. I think it was great to see Rift gameplay of uh, Phantom Covert Ops from Endreams. Uh, that's yeah, the kind that of stealth visually, kayaking game. You could, you could tell a real difference. In, but yeah, I mean, the could. gameplay looks really, the really same good. on Quest. So. Yeah, uh, um, one... I think that game's really interesting. <laughs> I think my favorite thing about that is that's definitely one of those games that's looked at uh, the kind of experiences you can have in VR and said, how can we design a game that is as immersive as possible right now? And so, you know, sitting in that kayak means you like 
in the virtual world and in the real world, you should be sitting down. Moving like this means you feel quite natural in the movements you're making. Uh, and then you have like your weapons stored here and here and here. And like you can even like, if you're close to a wall, you can like use your paddle to like push you off to the side and stuff like that. It's full of like really great intuitive movements like that. Um, that I think are going to make that like a really interesting title when it comes out next year. It was originally going to come out in December, but now it's next year. I found it interesting that one of the comments when that was running during the showcase was, oh, it's on rails. And I think the definition of being on rails, I mean, is that really on rails? No. no. Not in the traditional way that's interpreted. Yeah, you have full control over where you go in the water. Yeah. It's not really on rails, you're just stuck in a boat. You could see why someone, like, might mistake looking at the footage for thinking it was on rails. But no, you you are controlling where you go in the game. Yes, you are going down a set path, but you are con- like you are controlling how fast you go down it, which directions you take, and everything like that. Tugboat so. locomotion. Uh, oh, that was a- I just want to say <laughs> that I appreciate Paradise Decay capitalizing the J in my name and spelling it correctly. Thank you. My outfit is awesome. It is lit. Um, <laughs> Paradise Decay also played Quake 2 on Quest and was in heaven. Oh, yeah. uh, that's oh, yeah, actually that one of those out, games... Right? Yeah, like, and I at E3, I actually tried Quake with ray tracing, and it was insane. Like, the water yeah. looked so yeah. good. Yeah, there was there was an update on that this week as well. I, I mean, it's not VR, but, like, I think they updated the ray tracing version to look even better. But Quake 2 came out on SideQuest this week, I believe, um, which we haven't checked oh. out yet, but we really should. Yeah. Yeah, I need to check that out for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of like old school shooters like that, Theta Legion, I think that oh. one looks really good in the showcase because it has that same sort of blocky, pixelated, but translated to VR vibe that games like Compound did. Or if anyone played Doom VFR, that had some special um, original Doom levels that you could play mm-hmm. through in VR. And that has a similar aesthetic. And that one, that was a Go game, right, Jamie? That came out on Go like last year, I want to say. There's like a demo of it on Go um yeah like four or five levels and i think now what they're doing is building into a full game for pc vr headsets they can only confirm rift at this point that doesn't necessarily mean it'll be rift exclusive but okay. yeah i agree like it, it definitely hits that kind of compound do note doesn't it yeah when i was I, watching it <clears throat> when i was watching it I, I it immediately reminded me of blake stone aliens of gold which is mm. uh an old like wolfenstein 3d og type of game yeah uh, just some of the graphics and stuff it really was reminiscent of that and yes you can call me old because i remember blake stone but okay i played boomer. that game it was awesome yeah yeah right <laughs> my, so, my google my google just turned on when i said that my google home i heard it <laughs> yeah um smog the cat is wondering if we think facebook with or they think facebook with link the quest with cell phones in the future Oh. Do we do we think it will link with cell phones uh, in the future? That's unlikely. Nah. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, it, if hands. you really think about it, it's just streaming to. Well, I don't know. It might that might be feasible why? down the road. Well, why though? I don't. Well, what would the benefit be? Yeah, oh. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I like, I, I so guess like, if you, you want to check your phone in VR, see but... what kind of text messages you're getting and stuff. Man. That'd be right. kind of cool. I mean, if you could do Quest with pass through and an AR overlay, didn't ACC and they'd attach have the 
something like that with the Vive, or weren't they supposed to have something like that, and then it never materialized? Uh, yeah, it's one of the many things that might happen to the Cosmos at some point in the future. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean the original Vive. I remember there oh, was supposed to be. I think that like... was called Vive Link. Now that you mention it, actually, ironically. <laughs> well, um, maybe. Gerald McAllister, hi Gerald, uh, has hi, joined Gerald. us and said hi, it's hard to do on iOS because there's too many restrictions on sending to the Quest. Sorry, don't mind my phantom hands. OG Rift today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it might then, have to be Android only then. I don't it, yeah, and then Wishful said that they could just add the notification system already in the Quest. But what if what if people meant like, could could you do like Oculus Link? With just a mobile and like a Gear VR one day, that would be, that would be hmm. pretty interesting. I'd be good with that. Yeah, yeah. One day, like, because then you know, like the whole point is that, you know, the accessibility of Quest really opens up Rift for a lot of people. Then what if you go one step further and give it to smartphone users? Once you know, you can get good inside-out tracking on those sorts of headsets. That would be really interesting. And speaking of like the answering calls idea i rem- that was one of the, my favorite things about facebook spaces that you could do is you could have messenger calls while you're in oh, vr yeah. and then the mm-hmm. person outside of vr would see the video chat of you inside vr it was such a cool feature that was just i mean i guess it's abandoned for now and maybe they'll do it again in horizons or something but yeah i really liked that spaces I, had a I lot of really interesting ideas like that a lot i there are very few people i text through my actual sms messaging i usually just use messenger for almost everything um, so I really like that feature. I thought it was cool. I'd be really surprised if Facebook doesn't put every feature that was in Spaces in Horizon. Because the first thing that's going to happen is as soon as Horizon goes live, Facebook Spaces is dead. Somebody's going to say, oh, I really miss this feature. Why isn't this feature? Oh, they've yeah. ruined it because they got rid of this feature. And then they'll add it if they didn't already. And yeah, there'll be a lot of silent I mean, rage. That no one used yeah. spaces in the first place. <laughs> if we if we look at the the track record though of how completely just like split up all of their social experiments have been, you know, I I wouldn't put it past them just forget about those features and not do it again. Because mm. like you have rooms, you had spaces, you have you know now Horizon, you had you know like some social stuff in like Oculus TV, and then. There was like the arcade stuff that never fully came to fruition. And I don't know. It just seems like they're kind of lacking vision. In yeah. Ger- Gerald said uh, the Facebook messenger support, like in Facebook spaces, but everywhere would be nice, especially the video chat. The bigger thing I want is third parties, third party support for it. But having that messenger watching games like beat saber really dangerous. Like that would be. Oh, uh, that would be cool. sick. If you could basically stream yourself in yeah. a call to someone and they could see you inside the dope. experience mm, that yeah, yeah that would be really cool that's it right there that would be cool there there's an app on steam called pluto that is similar but it's only inside of vr so like if you're while you're playing if you have pluto running in the background someone can join you and see your avatar as if they're inside of a game and then it's 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 a weird overlay feature that lets you kind of have like party chat inside vr basically mm-hmm. but yeah that this would be cool to do that for horizon for yeah. sure um bart we're actually going to get to that topic towards the end of the show so don't worry uh gerald also said that he wants something like a unity plugin um james 
I'm, not, I'm probably going to screw up your last name. Ologlin said, most likely will be in Horizons Facebook, at least used to, had a redesigned principle for asymmetry for their social VR apps. And yes, I do. Rooms is dead, right? Rooms is totally done. He's also asking that. Uh, Rooms is only ever on Go and Gear, right? So, I mean, Gear is basically I think dead. Go I don't think the Gear really... version got fully updated. I think it was mostly just a Go thing. Yeah. So, There's one yeah. cool thing that you could do in rooms, though. I want to talk about this feature that'll probably be forgotten as well. Um, whenever, if you were in a room with someone, like let's say all four of us were in a room instead of in here, and one of you started watching a 360 video, it would create a bubble around you that showed a preview of that video, and then if I walked into the bubble, I would go inside the video with you. That was such a cool feature. Yeah, that's really cool. That is neat. It's a lot of fun. So, so what else do we want to talk about from the showcase? Uh, the new firewall map is really good. That was oh, yeah. the um, the pre-show, the 15 minutes at the beginning. It's a really good map. That game, I mean, it's it, part of me is like more bummed out than any other exclusive on any platform that it is a PSVR exclusive. Yeah. And the reason for that is because I feel like it's being significantly held back by the hardware. Mm. Um, you know, like a game like Stormland Asgard's Wrath, yeah, it sucks that they're exclusive, I guess, but... They're also about as good as they could be, you know, like the Rift S is a great platform, but on Firewall, like the aim controller is really cool, but I mean, the tracking is just so bad, especially in comparison to what we have now. And uh, visually, it could be, it could look so much better. Um, you know, I've talked to people at, at First Contact and they obviously dev on the PC and like putting on a, another headset while they're deving, like it looks so much better. Um, on the dev side, then they have to kind of put it onto the PSVR. So, I mean, I love the PSVR um, because of the content, but Firewall is a game where I feel like I'm really excited, like Tatiana said, for Solaris, because they'll be kind of, you know, the shackles will be off. This is a game that's going to be a rift and quest. They'll have more freedom, I'm thinking, to kind of, you know, stretch their wings a little bit. And, um, you know, but Firewall has been, been a great game. There's like 16 maps now, and all of them were re released for free. Um, there's just so much content. It's it's a full shooter. So, I mean, yep. it's, there's, it's, so it's really nice. We got a few comments. Um, Bart asks, why does Oculus Venues only do live shows? Why can't you watch recorded content? Seems like such a waste. Hmm, I, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. Um, but at the same time, I think they want it to be like a destination that. experience that you like look forward to and you make time for. Because um, if, if you could watch the the VOD, you know, the next day, I think far fewer people would tune in live and they yeah. want people there live. I think the challenge there might be the fact that you can move from camera to camera to camera and that's easier to do live than it is recorded Yeah, because then you'd have to have that's every true. camera's stream available the whole time. It'd be a huge, Oh, true. Yeah. It's just point. a thought. I might be wrong, yeah. but no, that no, makes that's sense. A good point. Um, and so wishful, you're asking what app we're using. It is called the VR download and it, it was actually developed by our own Heaney. Heaney God. So Heaney God. Heaney God. Uh, and then Pixel asks what we think of the Pimax. Uh, I have a Pimax. Um, it takes up a Which large amount have? of shelf space. Uh, it's the 5k plus. No, 8K? I think it's a four. Oh, I think it's okay. a 4k. Yeah, it was the uh, it was the original Kickstarter one. Uh, I oh, bought it okay. off of a guy who got a Kickstarter one and then used it for ten minutes and didn't want it, so I bought it to put on I, my shelf. I have a five K plus, and I will say, um, my experience with it hasn't been really that bad. Um, but 
I just prefer the comfort of the Rift S now that I have a Rift S. And, um, but I will say I don't have an Index headset. All I have is an OG Vive, a Vive Cosmos, and a Pimax. All um, I so have. Whatever my, yeah, 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 for, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. You don't have yeah. a Rift S. I'm talking about Steam VR headsets. Oh, like okay. Lighthouse Sorry, tracking. That yeah. Um, so I, I did order some Index controllers. Those arrive on Monday. And I will be using those with the Pimax because I would rather use the Pimax than the Cosmos. So I'm going to be trying that out. I oh, think that would be pretty fun. So you're saying that the Pimax 5K Plus is better than the Vive Cosmos? To me, it is. I just okay. I really don't like the way the Cosmos fits my head, and Ooh. I don't like the the controllers very much. So and one of the things that was in the in the uh, showcase was uh, talks about the tracking for the cosmos the attachment do you want to oh yeah that's right i have that sitting a few feet away from me right now the external tracking mod you can clip that onto the cosmos and take off those extra cameras they have on there and it turns it into a base station lighthouse tracked headset like the original vive like the index like the pimax and the benefit of that is it gives you more flexibility so you can use it with vive tracking pucks you can use it with um, the index controllers, if you wanted, you can use it with the Vive Wands. Um, so this this is an add-on to me that is for people that already had a Vive that then bought a Cosmos. If you were starting with a Cosmos and you don't have base stations, it's not worth it to get the external tracking mod and base stations and new controllers. You might as well just get an index. That doesn't make any sense. So the, the, so the very specific. For, yeah. So the very specific customer for yeah. this is me, i've yeah. already owned a vive i already have the base stations up and now i've upgraded to a cosmos and i want a different type of tracking is it superior tracking to what the cosmos has the inside out uh, it's hard to really compare because the cosmos controllers um require the inside out tracking because of their light ring they don't have the um like vive you know concave sensor beads on them or whatever mm -hmm. um, so you can't really do a one-to-one -one comparison because you have to use different controllers um so if you tracking use seem fine i guess yeah so if you use this extra this this uh vibe tracking system with the with the the boxes then you can't use the cosmos controllers i could be wrong but i think that's accurate i, I, okay. I could be wrong that makes sense i, I have to test it more i haven't tried it enough yet hmm. okay all right uh, so what else do we have going on with the showcase? Anything else, Jamie, that we want to talk about? Uh, that's a good awesome. question. I feel like it we've was. done. I feel like we've been quite in depth. There must be there must be things on. Well, okay. One thing I do like. Uh, we had a very quick trailer for Crunch Element, which is a kind of infiltration based. I couldn't remember the name of that one. I love the art style. Yeah. 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 So what happens is it's kind of like a VR stealth game in that you infiltrate compounds and, you know, there's an objective somewhere inside. Maybe you have to take out all the enemies or sabotage something. Um, uh, but like the like they're small, smallish kind of stages and you can blow up any wall in the game. Uh, you can climb any wall in the game, I, I believe. Uh, and so the whole idea is that you have this kind of a realistic simulator to plan out your infiltration and you can go as loud as you want. There's no like penalties for being like super stealthy or anything like that. As, as far as I know, you can just blow up a wall, walk through into the next room, then blow up that one, walk through into the next room, then climb up to the next level in the stairwell, you know, and then shoot whoever's there and blow up the objective. And it looks like the amount of freedom 
there is really, really interesting. It'll, the game will live and die, I think, based on how many kind of options it has. Um, you know, if it's if it's one of those things where you you know it's a procedurally generated world and you you've kind of seen it all within five minutes, then it's it's going to be a different story. But if they've got a lot of content in there, I think it's going to be a really fun game. I think one the more way... question. Or, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, I was no, going to say ahead. one more question before I think we should move to the next topic. Um, Bart asked if any of us have played Budget Cuts too. Did anyone get like a preview? I have. Yes, I, I should talk about it, shouldn't I? Yeah, no, I've played Budget Cuts 2. I've played all of Budget Cuts 1. Um, I really like Budget Cuts 1 for the most part. The big problem with that game is the uh, enemy AI uh, really had troubles like tripping over each other, you know, stumbling and just creating a lot of awkward messes that meant you didn't actually really have to employ the game's mechanics like the developers were hoping. Uh, from what I can tell, and granted, I've only I've probably only played about an hour of Budget Cuts 2 all told, uh, all told it it seems to me like the ai in this one is better and if and if it is and if it's you know and if it's leaps and bounds better then i'm really really excited for budget cuts too but we'll you know that's a very reserved judgment for now we'll have to see when the game comes out in december yeah it's only like, on my birthday that, 2 weeks away two yeah, weeks yeah. Weeks away. yeah comes out yeah. on my birthday i'm going to buy budget cuts after... 2 for you for your birthday oh <laughs> only if it's good <laughs> <laughs> if it's bad keep the receipt. <laughs> yeah it comes out two days after boneworks yeah boneworks is the 10th yeah oh man it's gonna be an interesting christmas for a lot of folks especially if you go out and purchase a uh black friday deal for uh oh, you know a headset oh, or segue isn't that beautiful uh so yeah. let's talk about that we are going to talk about black friday deals so uh american thanksgiving is uh on thursday and uh right. then uh black friday is the next day so what are you going to buy you know it would be really cool if a vr news outlet put together some deals uh in an article and publish those i mean what do you what do you think david that's that's such a good idea i'm gonna go back in time real quick and do that two weeks ago so it'll be live right now that's a great idea yeah (laughs) yeah so it's live right now on uploadvr.com yeah so what kind of Um, stuff do we have so a lot of the deals are already active because there is no concept of waiting for things anymore. Right. Everyone needs things immediately. So Amazon has a lot of great deals already. You can get a Samsung Odyssey Plus headset and two controllers for $230. That is a great deal. If you have a gaming PC already that can support VR and you want to get into VR and you're just, you know, maybe a casual gamer or someone that is curious about VR and doesn't know exactly if they really want to invest in it, 230 bucks is not a whole lot of money, you know, in the grand scheme of things. If you have a gaming rig, you probably have sunk money into it. 230 is not that bad to get into a brand new medium like VR. And I mean, a Windows headset is probably the bottom tier of PC VR, um, but it is still quite good in terms of the visual fidelity of that headset in particular is, is actually really good. It has nice lenses, a good display. The controller tracking is where you're going to run into some hiccups every now and then, but as long as you're not like playing Beat Saber competitively, it shouldn't really matter that much. I mean, it's good enough. The so, Odyssey Plus yeah. doesn't like fit on my face, like because when we went to South by Southwest, I we used it a lot, and I had to like push it down on my my forehead. So mm. was it too big but or I, too small for you? I guess it was too big. Hmm, that's interesting. Because so like, I have a. I, 
Yeah. Like I literally had to like push down on like the center of it to close the gap between like my nose. Otherwise, that's like too the, much light was being That's how the cosmos is in. for me. That's yeah. literally the, the cosmos problem. My head have. also doesn't fit into a quest properly. So maybe my head's just, you know. So I have an Odyssey Plus and uh, attached to a gaming laptop, a, a low-end gaming laptop. It's got a 1070 in it, I think. Um, it, not top of the line, not bottom of the line. It's just medium range. And and that thing is great. Um, I, I can do Beat Saber. And it, it the tracking is, I would say, 90% of where it needs to be. Um, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, would say that I would say those are about ninety percent. I would say the Rift S is probably nine ninety eight, ninety nine. I mean, it's pretty close to being the same as external tracking on the Rift S for me. Um, so you're gonna then, you're so, gonna have you know lower end, and I shouldn't say lower end, but lower cost headsets. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a trade off for that two hundred and thirty dollar price. Um, but it is an entry level. I mean, you're you're getting into it for the first time, especially if it's your first headset. Um, I would say that it's, it's good to go. And, and the reason I was asking about the size, Tatiana, is that I have children who use the Odyssey Plus, and uh, I have noticed actually that my nine-year-old daughter prefers that headset over hmm. um, some of the other ones. So it's, it's, it's kind of interesting how everybody's heads are yeah. differently shaped and, you know, very, very interesting. Um, David, have, what, what else? Or, yeah. I was just saying, ahead, uh, yeah. Gerald is asking about Quest deals. There, there's really not any for the headset. The only deal, really, that we know of is if you buy a new quest, is, you is get the Vader Immortal. The um, bundle, yeah, yeah. yeah. Episodes Vader, one, two, and three um, come and, with the and quest. And that's yeah. that's running all the way to the end of January next year, right? The, the, the only yeah. thing to point out is that there is a Thanksgiving sale oh, digitally right yeah. now, and it's the first ever quest sale. So if you do jump on, if you do get a quest, uh, it might be a good idea to open that thing up straight away and try and jump into some bargains straight away. Or if you plan on getting one soon in the future, you could buy those online and then have oh, them, very good point, um, very good point for whenever you get it, your quest eventually. Gerald's mm-hmm. trying to get one for his little brother. Um, someone else was saying the quest is or Skippy PSVR so the quest is always an awkward fit. Bart said it's more front heavy. I kind of agree with both. It's for me, it's awkward and front heavy. Like yep. the back part as I touch the back of my head, like never sits on my head right, and I constantly yep. have to like pull mm-hmm. it back and it's just i envy everyone that can put on a quest and be super comfortable it always makes me really sad yeah um, franken quest is the way to go if you have that stuff yeah you know you can, uh, can you elaborate on what that is in case sure. um sure yeah well actually finish the comments and then i'll talk about frank oh, i was gonna say uh, jg drifted harbor asked if there's a release date for phantom ops uh just 2020 okay oh, it's a broad release big enough uh, so Franken Quest. Let's let's talk about this for a moment. So uh, a lot of people I've seen uh, have uh, have ha- had concern about the fit of the quest, the weight distribution. Um, you know the the challenge is that I'm on a Rift S right now, and I've got this beautiful headband uh, holding this thing up above on my head, as opposed to the quest that kind of pulls down on my face and uh my i know my kids have had concerns about it as well is that the quest is a little top head or front heavy franken quest is taking uh, a different head strap and putting it on the quest so you're going to rip off the the band that it comes with and then you're going to attach um uh, the deluxe audio strap the vive deluxe audio strap as uh, you can if you have a 3d printer or if you know somebody who can do this you can get attachments that go on the side of the quest and allow you to attach the 
uh, deluxe audio strap onto it, which gives you a completely different feel. Uh, it also gives you headphones. I mean, it's, it is very interesting. It's something that I haven't personally done yet because the idea of ripping the strap off of my quest, uh, I'm a little concerned. I'll never be able to put it back in. And so, uh, it is something that a lot of people have done. There's plenty of pictures and tutorials and videos. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll have to do it. Maybe I'll just have to go ahead and get the components and just do it. We'll do a video of it, put it out there for the rest of the people to see. Yeah. I saw one at SIGGRAPH, some, I don't remember what outlet he was with, but it was like me and Ian on a couch talking to him and this other guy. And he, I was talking about the quest and then he like took it out of his backpack. And I was like, that is like the dream. Like the Franken quest is like the dream for my weird head. Just if somebody can it. find a way to put the Rift S uh, God, yes. strap, that would be ideal. Uh, or the PlayStation. Yeah. That that uh, That's what I want. I can't believe. Like, where is this? Come on, Facebook Oculus. Allow somebody to make third-party straps for Or make one like yourself. Or, or do it yourself mm. and charge $150 for it. I don't know. But something. Something. Uh, what, uh, Jamie, do you have any uh, favorite Black Friday deals that are coming down the pipeline that we've reported on uh so uh black friday seems to always be the time to pick up a psvr um yeah. this year i think there's like five really good games in a bundle for 200 dollars. you don't get the move controllers but i think all the games can be played with the dualshock 4 or at least optionally support the you DualShock can buy 4. two moves for like 90 bucks so yeah. less than 300 dollars, you can get the full psvr setup and it comes yep. with and then I think Astrobot, Skyrim, Everybody's yeah. Golf, PSVR Worlds, like some of the best games. It's it's a crazy good deal. But then on the on the flip side of that, there's also the $250 bundle, which comes with Blood and Truth, which is one of the you know latest, greatest PSVR games, Everybody's Golf, and two move controllers. So that's uh, that's saving you like loads on the move controllers, which is really impressive. Um I think again, like when you when you say that and when you say it's such a great deal, do remember that PS5 is coming next year, and you know we don't know what that means for PSVR in 2020 yet. So that's it's definitely like a year to you know think before you buy. You know, do you want to spend two hundred dollars right now, or do you want to you know put that away for a PS5 and then whatever happens with the PSVR two, hopefully. But um, yeah, I that Sony just continues to offer tremendous value with playstation vr and that's that's been one of their key selling points keep in mind too that the psvr the og psvr um is going to be compatible with the ps5 yeah that's so you could make the vr component purchase and then upgrade your console later if you're that kind of person yeah absolutely yeah 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 do we do we have any more comments Todd? uh bart asked if bethesda is done with vr <laughs> i don't think they're done um, I think they are um, just kind of taking the wait and see approach. I think. Yep. I think it was it made more sense for them to port existing games and do a couple spinoffs than it did to heavily invest a new in a, like a new brand new made for VR game because Wolfenstein they... Cyberpilot was not good. Um, Doom yep. VFR was okay, and Skyrim and Fallout were just Skyrim and Fallout. They were not good VR games, but because of the scope. At the time they came out, they were, you know, pretty amazing. I do think uh, they do have one VR game left, right? Which is they have said that Elder Scrolls Blades at some point will support VR. That was like a year and a half ago at E3 now. So there's no telling if that's... The thing about that that gives me pause is Todd just kind of said that 
in the rest of his spiel about the it game. Was, it was quite a, a non-committal comment. announcement, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm, it could, I'm wondering it if happen. that's even still happening because the Switch version was supposed to come out this year and it's delayed until next year. Yeah, exactly. There's no you... word of a, of a PS4, Xbox version. And I find it hard to believe they would port that to VR before it would come to other consoles. So I have no idea what the time... I actually emailed Bethesda yesterday asking about that after I saw the Switch version was delayed. Yeah, um, so well, yeah, we'll, we'll see. That. I the Bethesda is a really interesting one because their ports were like so good. Well, I mean, people had a lot of issues with Fallout 4, but the Skyrim port was so good, right? And, and there's still a heck of a lot of Bethesda games I would happily let like play ported to oh, VR. Man. They just haven't done I that. I want to play Dishonored in VR so bad. Yeah, or Fallout that 3 was... or any yeah. of the other Elder Scrolls games. Yeah. So know. one of the we'll reasons see. that we're doing this is so that uh, Black Friday deals, if you have any questions, go on the uh, chat and tell us your questions and say, hey, what do you think? Should I get this or this? Should I do this or this? And then Tatiana will interject. Do we do we have any questions about Black Friday deals? Um, No, uh, but James just asked what we think of Microsoft not supporting VR for Xbox's future. And my oh, opinion is, point. is well, you know, it's Microsoft. Like, I'll, I'll be like totally honest. Also, if you hear a cat, I'm sorry, my cat is all over me. Um, but like <laughs> with Xbox, I've always felt that it's been good for two things, and that's Mass Effect and Forza. Like, I've like if there's an option, let's take PC out of the question, right? Because obviously, depending on what kind of setup you have, PC is usually the you know the best choice and the best route to go. But if I have, you know, something that's not an exclusive, I'm always going to choose the PlayStation 4 over the Xbox One. 100%, without a doubt, like, I could probably write a thesis on why I prefer the PS4, you know, PlayStation in general over Xbox. But I I think it's kind of ignorant for them to say that, you know, people don't want it when the PlayStation VR has sold, what, over three and a half million units at this point? That was at the beginning yeah, of the year. And it it's like four and a, it was almost four, four and a half. half. It, it yeah. Okay. Year. So like, yeah. let's just let's just round up to five, right? Like, that's a lot of people. That yeah. that isn't. No one is asking for it. People have been asking for it. Like the internet is talking, and I just think it's really ignorant for Microsoft to say like, yeah, no, no one's asking for it. The, the, well, like, right. Read, read the room. <laughs> right. Right. And and I'll and I'll add that it's like. So to the Microsoft folks, it's not that no one's asking; it's that you're not listening to the right people. Yeah, so that's simple. So that's simple. Yeah. The really um, funny thing, sorry, the really funny thing was in in that article. Phil Spencer said right before he said those comments was he said, "I don't want to get in trouble and and seem like I'm demonizing VR right now." And then he said, "No one's asking for it." Yeah, and it's <laughs> not, just not the greatest. It's especially. Handling. It's especially annoying to me because I was there at E3 whenever they said Fallout 4 VR is going to be coming to Xbox One X. And they had the whole website that was like the most powerful VR console on the planet, you know, high fidelity VR. And then they kind of stealthily changed the website and then decided, oh, we're not going to do that anymore. And then I think it was like a year and a half ago at a a previous E3, there was even a web page um, where they said that Windows Mixed Reality games would be coming to Xbox. And, um, you know, that is not true anymore either. So it's like, is the issue that no one is asking for it or is the issue that you don't want to commit to it so you're trying to, you know, make it seem like there's another reason? 
Yeah. Or is it corporate politics? Did somebody make a deal somewhere that went awry or didn't fall through or didn't follow through? What happened? Something behind the scenes always is happening and they make it look like, ah, we don't care. It's fine. If you actually like look back when the, when the original Rift launched in early 2016, it didn't have touch controllers. It came with an Xbox one controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was mm-hmm. clearly a partnership of some kind that just has not flourished in the in the almost four years since. And so I'm wondering if was were there ever plans for the Rift to plug into an Xbox? Because I mean with the Rift S inside out tracking, that would be a great move. In a, or at least your, you know, Windows headsets that are made by your parent company. Like it just it's so weird to me. Well, and look at the uh Minecraft. I mean, Minecraft is in this weird limbo state yeah. right now where it could have been on the Xbox with a an Oculus uh, headset and you could be playing Minecraft right now, but it all just kind of fizzled out and eh, nobody's asking for this. Just just push it aside. I mean, just push it. Aside. My man Gerald over here is even asking like, here's the real question, do we really want a Microsoft VR headset for real though? I'd rather have Oculus Link and Rift S support and like I kind of agree with him cuz like I mean, someone even mentioned earlier, I can't scroll, but like, you know, like the Connect sold 10 million units and it was considered a flop, right? Like, mm. I, it, it promised a lot more than it gave it, from every angle. You know, like, what was that that one? I don't remember his Milo. name. A, yeah, Milo. Milo. Whatever happened to Milo? There was just so many things that the Connect was supposed to do and didn't. And I genuinely feel that if Microsoft did do an Xbox had, you know, VR headset, it would probably fall short. Like, I hate to say it, but I wouldn't expect anything less. See, I don't think Microsoft needs to push their own headset. They just need to make their console compatible sure. with the PC VR headsets. Like and you then have, everybody's... Yeah. You have Windows Mixed Reality headsets. Like, if you can stream your Xbox games to your PC, why can't you use a Windows Mixed Reality headset with your Xbox? Yeah. The world may never know. I want to know. I need answers. <laughs> um, yeah, and Xbox runs Windows, like Gerald said. Uh, someone else had also asked, I think it was Skippy PSVR, um, are the Black Friday or Cyber Monday deals any different, or are they going to be like the same, or is one better than the other? For VR stuff, it seems to be mostly just lumped together. Um, the, so yeah. I'll, I'll run through a few other ones. We talked about the Odyssey headset and PSVR. Vive has a bunch of discounts on their stuff, but even after discounts, most of it is still really expensive. And that's just kind of the Vive way of doing things, I guess. Um, like you can, you, there's $100 off the Cosmos, which begins, I think, tomorrow. Um, you can get the Cosmos for $599 instead of $699. Um, the wireless adapter is $50 off, so it's $250 instead of $300. But that's then you add on the, the adapter that you'd still need to plug it into the Cosmos or the Vive Pro, and it's another $50. So. And just buy a Rift S. Um, Yeah, the used Vive will go down to $350. So the same price as the Rift S on Black Friday. Um, There are some really good game deals on PSN. There's there's a lot of good stuff on there. Astrobot's discounted. Firewall's like $10. Um, You can get PlayStation Plus for a whole year for $45 instead of $60. Viveport Infinity, which is one of the best things that HTC has ever done, um, it's an amazing value. You you subscribe to Viveport Infinity and you can download as many games from it as you want as long as you're subscribed. Um, so it's kind of like Game Pass for Xbox, but for VR. Um, and it's I think forty bucks for the whole year. It's a great deal, and it's that supports every PC VR headset, not just 
Vive. So you can use Rift, you can use Index, you can use Windows headsets. They're all supported. So that's a really good deal that I highly recommend people look into. There's some great games on there like Arizona Sunshine. Um, I'm drawing a blank here. I think uh, Fisherman's Tale is on there. Um, Sorrento's on there. Um, there's a lot of really good VR games on there. And if you play one or two of them, you basically get your entire year's value. Hmm. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, do we have any other input from the viewers? Um, I mean, Bart, you know, said Vive port's awesome. Hoping we get an OLED display from Samsung. And then, you know, Gerald just saying that it's literally a modified version of Windows on the Xbox. I have to ask, you know, the crowd and you guys just a random question here. Do your animals show more affection when you're in a VR headset? Because I've noticed mine do. Like, they love the headset. Like, if I'm sitting on the couch, the PSVR, like, they'll rub all over it. But my cat is just giving me more affection, like, now than she ever has. And I just... Okay, so Gerald agrees with me. So so your animals give you more affection when you're in VR. Like, you don't have yeah. animals, right? What about you, David? Does... No, I, I only have a corgi, and she's very independent. She wants... She likes to just be left alone. She'll... If... If I'm home alone working and if I'm in the living room, like playing a game for a review and she's in the living room, she will leave and go to another room to go and sleep. Wow. She's yeah. Hmm. But if I yeah, want to play sorry. with her, then she's, she's all about it. But she, she doesn't, she, she doesn't seek attention. She just, she will happily receive it. Yeah. I'm sorry. The only pets that I have are, <laughs> two gerbils in a aquarium so uh, yeah they james, leave me actually, james said that they are asserting dominance by putting their scent on your hmd this is my human <laughs> <laughs> and then gerald said, I was at a party this weekend and this husky got whacked in the face while people were in vr and then got more excited <laughs> <laughs> paradise decay asked i get less affection from the wife does that count <laughs> <laughs> who knew pets in vr is a hot topic Oh, everybody's chatting. Maybe that. it's, it's like it's, you know, because it's something that covers the eyes, right? Like I know I haven't had a dog in a long time, but cats really depend on, you know, your your eyes, right? Like you can communicate. Like if you slow blink at a cat and they slow blink back, that that is like a sense of it's like a sign of comfort and trust. So maybe because there's just something covering that main part, you know, that they relate to on humans, they're just like super interested. Who knew? Pets and VR. That's great. Jamie, did you have something you wanted to add? Um, <laughs> I've accidentally kicked my cat once or twice, but not like, not like I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> good to know. Uh, do we have anything else that we want to talk about with the Black Friday deals? Nope. Um, no. I think... I think we're working on some guides about some how to low entry, low cost entry level PCs um, for people that are particularly interested in, you know, Half-Life Alex and whatnot. Um, one thing I will say, if if you're interested in Half-Life Alex and you're new to VR, um, you should look at Boneworks. That comes out in just, you know, a couple weeks. And that is a very similar um, style physics driven game. So, um, you yep. know getting into VR early now and then, you know, playing all the great stuff until Half-Life comes out would be a great move. Well, good. And if anybody has uh, further questions uh, or are looking for guides, or maybe you have a friend that comes to you and says, Hey, you're the VR person that I know. What do I buy? Send them to uploadvr.com. Send them links to all of the Black Friday deals and the thing, American Thanksgiving deals. 
I'm going to keep saying American Thanksgiving because I think it's funny. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, and help them out. Send, send it out to people. Just share it on your Facebook page for no reason at all. Maybe somebody's too scared to ask you. So just share it on, on your own. Uh, okay. Brave. Time to move on to our next topic. Facebook has purchased Beat Games. Now, I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, Jamie um, wants to say something. I know Jamie's the shock going through me right now. Seizures over oh. here. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So by buying Beat Games, they now own the company that has produced the game that they have put in every commercial that I have seen. Yep. For an Oculus. Every billboard. Yes. Everything. Everything. Uh, yeah, who shocking. wants to start this conversation? I mean, Jamie, you're the one over there having a seizure uh, <laughs> from this news. What do you think about this? I, well, I've got to go back into grumpy Felton, grumpy Jamie Felton mode again. I, you know, we all, I've documented on the show before that I'm not the world's biggest Beat Saber fan. Uh, so personally for me, this news is a little like, I, I, I knew that Oculus was, uh, and Facebook rather, was looking to buy studios. Um, and I got very excited about that. I, 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 I get very interested in, you know, coming from a video game background, like, studio acquisitions and internal party politics and exclusive wars and stuff like that. I, I get too much fun out of reading that stuff. Um, I think in terms of this particular piece of news, it's probably, I don't know, it's hard to say right now, but I feel like Beat Saber is probably going to continue to be on every headset for the foreseeable future at the very least. I, I, I think there would be absolute outrage if they didn't bring Beat Saber to a non-Oculus platform. Uh, VR platform in the next, let's say, five, maybe even ten years. Um, I think Ian Ian put up a very interesting editorial earlier today, um, looking at some maybe the uh, less foreseen consequences about it. Maybe maybe this means something for Facebook Horizon. Maybe there's some sort of Beat Saber integration there that could be really interesting. Um, but I'm sure the people at Beat Games are very happy to be making a heck of a lot of money out of this. I'm sure. Yeah, um, speaking of hot dogs, horseshoes, and hand grenades earlier, Anton Hand, the developer behind that, had a pretty provocative tweet about the news. Um, He, you know, made the point that, you know, like, congrats to all of the modders that made Beat Saber so popular, you get none of this money, you know, now that Beat Games has been acquired. And you're essentially, you know, I think they're going to start cracking down on mods even more than they are now um, because, you know, that was a very explicit part of the Q&A that uh, Facebook sent to us about, um, you know, mods that alter the game, that, you know, do things that go against copyright, things that are illicit, things that, you know, violate IP of other holders, um, which seems to be directly targeted at people that download custom songs, you know, which is essentially pirating music. Um, so I think that's going to be one of the, uh, you know, consequences of this is, um, you know, probably less custom support. Um, but on the flip side... Hopefully that means they can afford to get better licenses and get some more songs into the game. And you know, yeah, for sure. You really scale up the amount of content that they can put out. Yeah, I've had several conversations uh, over the course of the last, you know, day or two. And, and you know, Beat Saber is one of those things where you either love it and don't know anything about the mods and you just love it for what it is. Or you saw this news and you're screaming, what about my mods? What about my mods? And it's just a terrible situation because that that community that has driven the success of Beat Saber is now all sitting around wondering, are my mods going to go away? And we don't mm. know for sure 
if that's going to happen. I mean, it's a very good possibility. I mean, obviously, with everything that you just said, David, uh, you know, copyright infringement and, you know, wrangling it in and keeping it moderated. Maybe they'll come up with a way to give us official mods. Wouldn't that be amazing? I just made a really interesting link in my mind that just earlier this week, I saw the Beat Saber Twitter account responding to a bunch of uh, tweets asking if the PlayStation VR version of the game would get the level editor mode that's been promised for so long. And they were specifically saying, no, PlayStation VR is a closed platform and thus we cannot bring the level editor to it. Now, obviously, those tweets were made fully in the knowledge that later in the week they were going to announce this news. Um, and I wonder what that means. I wonder if that means, you know, that, that the level editor is still on. For, I, I, I Forgive me if the level editor's already on. I don't think it is. Is it, David? Oh, it is. Okay, I'm, I'm being, I'm being, ignore me. But it's not coming to PSVR, which I, I think is really interesting. I think it was interesting seeing them making that marketing move um, earlier this week in the knowledge that uh, it's going to be bought later this week. So I, I guess I'm all I'm really saying is I can't wait to see what this means for PSVR in, in so many different ways, right? That's where it's most successful right now, you have to think. <clears throat> Comments are probably going crazy, Tatiana. Uh, what do you think? Sel Selena P says, hey, Jamie. Hey, Selena. Um, uh, Greg's VR said Anton Hand needs to add, air quotes, hands to H3 VR. Uh, Gamertag VR said the show was absolutely fantastic. And that he, Yo, game hear, he could hear plates in the background. Who's got plates? Sorry, oh, my dinner know? might be nearly ready. Oh. <laughs> so what's for dinner? Chicken now strips. Tell us. Oh, okay. Looking what do you dip them it. in? Uh, uh, mustard barbecue sauce. Ketchup. Ketchup. That's so boring. Garlic and chili sauce. That's what I've been told. You're not American. No, I'm not. I'm not American. You guys have like good mustard. Like, what are you doing? We do it. I think we have a, a little good mustard in the fridge, actually. Garlic's great. We're having a conversation through the headset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the wonders of VR and the things that you can do. Uh, okay. Um, David, any final thoughts on the acquisition? Uh, I think overall it'll be a net positive for Beat Games. Um, you know, I think that, you know, they're... Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm always happy for developers when they're able to, um, you know, quote unquote, sell out or cash in. You know, people like mm -hmm. to use that kind of terminology, but making games is hard. You know, and it's especially in VR. You know, it's it's very rare that you make much money. Uh, Beat Saber was, you know, a completely out of nowhere success. I don't think anyone expected it to blow up like it did. And um, you know, they're mm -hmm. they're getting a payday, which is you know good for them. It's a well made game, and you know people love it. Um, but that being said, I think Jamie tweeted something to this effect. You know, I hope that the industry can move past the obsession with VR rhythm games sometime soon because there Thank are so you. many of them. You're still talking. Sorry, Gamertag VR gave us a donation of three British pounds, which I think is five yeah. US dollars. So thank you. We call Good that a shilling. <laughs> We don't. It's not a shilling. All right. I don't actually Gamertag know what a shilling VR is. is officially our first sponsor. We're gonna get your logo on our desks now, and we're gonna start and end each segment with a shout out to you. No, we're probably not gonna do that. We're just gonna take the money yeah. and never talk to you again. 
Now, if, if it happens every time, every time that he puts $5 in, we say gamer tag VR, gamer tag VR, gamer tag VR. Is that what? Yeah, there you go. Gamer tag VR also did a really good restream of the, uh, of the upload street, uh, the holiday VR yes. showcase earlier today. I watched yes, through thank you. Thanks for yes. doing that. Nice setup too, by the way. Good, good, good setup. Yeah. yeah. Anything else there, uh, James, Tatiana? Yeah, James said, yeah, I think a part of what made Beat Saber successful was its simplistic gameplay mechanics, which I think is right. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. you know, like, what have I been saying, right, with, like, guides and stuff? We need to cater to the casuals and help them get into VR, and that's what the quest is really doing. And and I've said this a bunch of times. Whatever the quest 2 is, you know, whatever the, the sequel to that is, I think is really going to be the thing that gets people into VR, like, really into VR. You know, so I think quest and Beat Saber, yeah. I... I cannot believe that they have not bundled that yet. That makes no sense to me. I think that it should be the Super Mario Brothers of the quest. Like it should just come with it. That's the game that it comes with. Yeah. It should just come with. I, I now that they the, own it, I they prefer could. the yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog analogy. You know, <sighs> because a written, so hear me out. Well, you mean it's going to get a terrible Genesis, movie in twenty years time? Hey, listen. <laughs> originally, the Genesis came with Altered Beast in the box. It did not sell well. They switched to Sonic as the bundle, sold like hotcakes, and beat the SNES for like two years. So Oculus needs to listen to Sega and bundle their best game with the hardware. That's what they need to do. And then they can call the sequel a Dream Quest. Yes. Well, it got would it. be the Quest Jupiter because the Saturn happened first. Ah, but yeah. Got it. Got it. All right. Uh, Jamie, any final thoughts on Beat Saber or Black Friday or the showcase or anything? Well, I know I'd come off really negative, but obviously, genuinely, congratulations to the the Beat Games guys. Like, I mean, in in terms of VR, it is unprecedented news for sure. It is a really, really incredible story. Um, I guess I would just say I'm really excited to see still who else they buy. Okay, <laughs> hey, let's wrap up. All right. Uh, well, I want to thank everybody for watching the showcase, the holiday yep. showcase, yeah, and I want so to thank everybody for watching this. Uh, the team that put that together, fantastic job. Jamie, Zena, everybody that was involved. Um, I, I really think that this sort of platform and uh, format is very helpful to the community industry. Let us know if you think otherwise or if you'd like to have something special be done. And that's what the comments are for. That's why we do this live so we can interact mm -hmm. with you. Uh, in the meantime, we want everybody to enjoy American Thanksgiving and enjoy your Black Friday and Cyber Monday purchases and all that stuff. Uh, be sure to go to uploadvr.com for all of your latest and greatest stuff. Uh, check out all of the stuff that we have on YouTube. Culture Show, Culture New Show, Culture Show yes. came out last week. That's a very, very cool non-gaming thing you should check out. That's like 15 minutes of really cool uh, VR applications. Check that out for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and fantastic this, interviews. Yes, very good interviews. This show is available on YouTube, but it's also available in audio podcast form. So you can go get that and subscribe to it on all of the major uh, platforms, delivery platforms. So I think that's it. Yep. So from all of us here at Upload VR, happy holidays, and uh, we'll see you in the future. Bye. 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 Bye.